Welcome back, everybody. True Detective Night Country, brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. We have come to the end. This is the finale. My name is Axel. I'm here with my main man, Solo. We're going to start talking about the podcast, the, uh, the episode, I should say, in just a second. But I do want to take a moment before we dive in to just thank everyone for listening to us. We've had so many new listeners, so many new people joining our Facebook group. That's Daily DVR, a TV and film group on the Facebook We've got so many awesome um, new patrons as well, both free and paid. Some new folks that I'd like to welcome, Melinda, Andrea, and Alex. And we also have tons of people who have our old friend Vernon came back as a free member. Vernon! Yeah. There you go. How you doing, Solo? Jamie? Hey, I'm great. No, <laughs> I, love, I love the romper room, you know. I see Vernon. I see Manny. I, know. I love it. We got it, them it's... all, baby. Um, it's just been great. Nicole, um, I just wanted to kind of give everybody a shout out for really um, making this a great season by being a part of it with us. And we've really enjoyed it. And we've enjoyed talking about this. And it's been awesome to open up the old email or the uh, Facebook and see so many people talking about the show and giving their opinions and interacting with each other and with us. And that's really why we do this. And so I want to remind you, if you've enjoyed this, please go over and subscribe to daily DVR. It's not daily. At one point it was daily, but I still call it daily DVR and you'll get all the further podcasts that we're going to do. We haven't yet decided what we're going to cover next, but it's going to be something. And there's a host of shows that we have covered before that if they come back, including Mayor of Kingstown, that we'll be covering again. So just wanted to start out by saying thank you to everyone and also subscribe to Daily DVR. Go to DVR Podcast. Dot com. Write us an email, dvrpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, let's see, let's let me thank uh, from America, Wisconsin, Jose, Scarlet Minded, Pamsicles, Fools, and their something I can't read, Machinator, uh, Keys for giving us reviews on the old Apple podcast. But that's it for that. Subscribe nice. to Daily DVR. Solo, how you doing, pal? I'm doing I'm doing fantastic and I'll have a special exclusive announcement later in the pod for our listeners. Yeah. That I want to kind of drop. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you know what it is. But yeah, a little later cuz I want to get into True Detective and I don't want to turn into uh an ad pod where <laughs> well, we got to you know, we got to promo ourselves a little bit because I know that there's a lot of people like I said who They've heard us do other shows, and we've been doing this for like 15 years now, starting with Lost, Podcast Winterfell, so so many different shows that we've done uh, throughout our time. And uh, Alcatraz. Yeah, Alcatraz. <laughs> I keep bringing up Alcatraz. <laughs> that was fantastic, man. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's just great to hear from everyone. But it just reminds me, you know, you and I, we're good at 
hitting record and doing a podcast, but neither of us are like super marketing business pro people. So I just, you know, it's like we have the websites kind of rudimentary, but it works and the podcasts are delivered and we have the Facebook page. So I just figure it is a good thing to remember to kind of pump yourself every once in a while and say like, Hey, keep listening, you know? Um, just imagine if we did marketing and <laughs> went above the <laughs> we, we It's really word of mouth and people happen, you know, you know, so it's, it's, a, we do it because we love it yeah. and we love the community. And when you get new people that you've never met before, virtually met or whatever, like that, like the pod and start listening and start interacting. It, it's really refreshing. Yeah. Of um, course, it's, because it's their choice, right? It's yeah. not like we beat them over the head, like come to our pod. So we, seriously, it means a lot. And uh, it's, you know, it's enhanced the show for me when you get everyone getting their thoughts in and their theories. And it just, I mean, we probably never experience what we did with loss. That was just an obsession and craziness. And then Game of Thrones really, you know, almost hit that. But I, I like these niche shows that we love the true crime, fictional true crime, the true detective, the mind hunter. And so, you know, and there's not many podcasts about it. So yep. it, it's it's nice to uh, talk about shows that maybe people are looking for a pod about, but there's nothing out there. And then, oh, they find us. So yep. it's pretty cool. That's the way to do it, baby. So let's talk about the show. This is it. Episode yeah. six, True Detective Night Country, our final episode. We have come to the end solo. I will let you go first. We've heard it from here, from there. I mean, we're coming in on a Tuesday morning, West Coast time. So there's been plenty of other podcasts and articles and people have read and written and listened to, but it's our turn to kind of give our breakdown what's your uh what's your what what did you what did you what's your final findings in the case of true detective night country solo Uh, well i i really enjoyed the finale it was entertaining um it really i think hit a lot of points that needed to be hit (laughs) wrapped up a lot of things as danver says some questions don't have answers but, but in a good way, um, I, everything doesn't need to be answered in a show. Like, I mean, the main, all I wanted was the main murders to kind of be, you know, and w- which we got now, unfortunately, we, yeah, we don't record till Tuesday. So I was listening to some pods and a lot of negativity and all that. I want to, I, to our listeners, this is going to be more of a positive pod. <laughs> I I mean I understand there's criticism and everything, but like it, it it went to a new level for this finale on on the select podcast I chose to listen to, and it just kind of frustrate me because I, I don't know, but I it frustrated me because though some of the complaints are legit, I just want to say one thing. I don't want to get into negativity and everything because there's stuff that I didn't like. But all in all, I really like the show, and I think this finale fit the way the season went. But the one thing I will say is I think we got to a point where we're consumed so much by television and social media and what we know outside of a show that we tend to 
listen too much. Like the fact that everyone knows that this show was originally pitched as night country, not true detective. Then they decided with HBO to make it a true detective. Everyone had that in their mind. So then right off the bat, they're like, Oh, this, this shouldn't have been called true detective, you know? So, and it's like, Oh, they're just shoehorning true detective elements in there. And it's not needed. And I think that, and plus the fact that I think more viewers start watching a show of Axel and they want, they want certain things to happen instead of, and when they don't happen, they get upset and they think the show is bad or they're just not into it where I like to watch a show and, and follow it and see what happens. I don't necessarily. Yeah, sure. Um, like my wife, she doesn't like when main characters are killed at the end. It ruins it for her. That's her thing. But for me, I just want to let it play out and see what happens versus I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And when it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh, this show sucks. You know, I just I I, I, I guess I view TV differently um, than most. I don't know. Um, I know you're you're the same way. You let the creators create and you like to enjoy the story and then evaluate it at the end or as we've been evaluating week to week. Um, I just think people are a little too harsh on this show. Um, there's good reason for certain things and everyone's opinion. That's your opinion. But if you say something's bad and don't really have a good solution of how to fix it, then I'm kind of like, well, you know, but I see where you're I, coming I don't from. Go, man. You see what I mean? I don't want to yeah, go down the rabbit yeah. hole of this. And but this, well, I mean, I think it's something, it's something to be did. discussed <laughs> as we go into it and it's on your mind. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, I think that a lot of people, you know, I think that more often than not solo, the reason why you and I work well together because we tend to analyze more than critique. And I think there's right. a lot of people out there who are critics and they want to critique. They and, and to critique, you have to kind of pull something apart, look at it from different angles. And more often than not, because of the internet, negativity breeds the clicks and the response and the, and the dopamine hit and all that kind of stuff. And I think also because this right. is HBO's Sunday night show, it is almost then judged in the pantheon of all other HBO Sunday night dramas that came before right. it, not yeah, only True Detective. As well as all the streaming shows that ever existed in all of peak TV. That's just the way we mm -hmm. are, right? I mean, hey, you do do a thing called the film list. And even though the, the numbers don't really matter, it's just about talk. They matter in the sense of you think about it, but really it's about the love of each individual film and looking at it and why you like it. Right. Uh, but hey, that's the way it is sometimes. I, I think it's cool that. On, on our Facebook page and from at least uh, we're not the only ones. I loved this episode. I thought that it, it gave us both the concrete, I guess if you want to say it did both, it, it satisfied both sides of this celestial plane. It gave us the concrete answers. And I think it gave us the spiritual supernatural answers as well and it gave a mix of both and then it also left a lot of shit up for you to figure out yourself whether it's the tongue or pete's mom or what really happened to danvers uh um husband and son in the car accident right um mm -hmm. all this it, there's there are a lot of questions left 
But to me, it was ultimately satisfying because like we talked about last episode, it's about the journey of our main characters. And I think that Danvers, Navarro, Pete, really our main three characters here. Um, And as Annie as well, the women in the village, it just everything worked out. And we had such great shit, man. Like, I mean, there's countless people. I think of Ryan first. I think of other people. I think of maybe have been Laura that wrote in that had an email or we had so many emails that that was talking about exactly what happened happened. So the fact that it wasn't totally a surprise because so much of the stuff we had talked about on the way there is a great Mm -hmm. sign for me that they can, they had a vision, they communicated it. We saw it, we took it in. So did a bunch of other people. And in the end, I think it was a great season of TV. And for me, I still have a kind of, because we did season three and I felt that the Mahershala Ali kind of, and it was just something about that season that I really still love. But this season is really fantastic and works well within True Detective and and itself as well. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I remember because early on, a couple of our listeners wrote in about what if all the women were banned together to get revenge or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, you know what? That sounds good. That would be cool. And then when I when I felt like, oh my god, it it's happening. I I loved that. I thought that was awesome because not only that it it was you know native women banding together and, and, and getting some revenge. Um, it, it just the message of I just really liked it. I know I'm glad they went that route. Um, it just, it, it was very satisfying for me because they were the invisible ones, the ones cleaning the ones, you know, and then when you see like, even at the police station, they're taking pictures of stuff like everywhere, they're everywhere. It's like, you just think people are just the cleaners, but watch out, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it, it just, it was really good. But yeah, I think, I, I, I don't know if the problems stem from, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of issues with character development and different things, and how, like for one one example, Pete Pete and uh, Kayla, uh, how all of a sudden Kayla was like, gave him a kiss and is like, go do your thing and come back safe. I'm like, and people are like, well, it was accelerated. It just happened. I'm like, no, she's been crying and thinking about her husband. She misses her husband, and she believes him. That this is one last thing that he has to do and he will come home. Now, um, you know, people say, well, you know, that, that just didn't fit. But I, I just felt these people, especially, especially Leah as well, where she's, you know, been struggling with Dan, with Liz and, and that. And then I gets to a point where it's the holidays. It's New Year's Eve. You get lonely. Only you, you're in the snow, you're, you're, you're in the, your home, you're reflecting, you feel alone. And so you don't want to just push away yeah. exactly what, you know, you know what I mean? And like, I know, um, Kay kicked Pete out, but she had to do that and see how he would react and see 
what she yeah. wanted. She needed and some kids space. kids, too. And in that, I mean, they're like yeah, in their 20s. They're kids. This they're getting their 20-something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what is their... Dude, I don't know how many times exactly. I have fights with more ex-girlfriends, yes. and then at one yeah. moment I see her, and I'm like, oh, God, I want you back. Yeah. I it mean, was just, it worked like the, for me. Uh, it was thematic. What I really enjoyed so much about this episode, and I have to tell you, we sat down to watch this, and um, my son was downstairs. He has my wife and I usually upstairs living room watching the show. Axel, don't tell me he was had an orange and he was <laughs> no, feeling no. He was oh, okay. watching. He was freaking playing some game or something, and he was like making noise. So it was hard for me to kind of get into the very beginning when they're like going right into the ice cave. And then I kind of told him that I kind of stopped it. I told him to be quiet, sat back down. They go into that cool ass fucking ice cave, which everyone was like, ice cave looks awesome. They did a great. I was like, how did they build oh, that? That God. looked really good. Um, very nice construction. The walls very shiny. Um, but the episode just kind of freaking started sucking me in. I and getting deeper and deeper into it. And the thing that really propelled me is I started to see the duality that was really in the writing in this finale, which, and that's what kind of really pushed me over the top of while I was, it was really, I was getting kind of really deep into it, just thinking about it. And the thing with Pete and his wife, which is something that we had kind of talked about and it was kind of weird for me, I really liked it because in the end, that change, and it's weird that you brought it up, so that change really made me believe more in the show in a way. I really liked mm -hmm. that. I thought it was kind of pivotal the way she, in a sense, she just kind of gave, him, gave herself over to trusting and loving him. And I think in a sense, that was what the show was about. And too, there was so much of it, even up until the end where we're watching Pete being guided by Rose to get rid of his dad's body. And at the same time, we're discovering what happened to Annie, right? And what happened mm -hmm. to the, the guys at Talal. And there's a, there's Pete represents kind of like, I think in a sense, like a new man, right? Who right. is maybe he doesn't have to be super, attentive or emotional or talkative he still has he's still in a sense that man right but he's open to his wife and he's not trying to hurt her or control her or destroy her he's trying right. to find a way to love her and that's what she yeah. realizes and i think that was interesting and for the whole thing with what happens with annie and the point of the show right you know? and throughout this he he be with her and then be taking a call from Danvers and she got frustrated. She got frustrated, but he never. I mean, he does make the comment, the mistake. You know, you know, did you make? You know, did I screw up your life and all that? And that was the first time he really let something out. And now he finally took a stand. I mean, and not in a crazy way. It was just listen. I screwed up. It wasn't Danvers. This is my mess. I need to fix it. You need to trust me. I will be home with you and my daughter. I have to take care of this. And she, it hit her in a way. Maybe they didn't show a close up of her long enough. Okay, fine. 
but we didn't need it. And it really, to me, that, I mean, they've known each other since they were kids. I mean, they're still kids pretty much, yeah. but it's just like, you know, it, 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 it's fine. We don't, you know, and a lot of people were talking about, oh, we needed more time with Navarro with Jules. We need more. We need more. Okay. I will say this two more episodes to flush out some things might've been gr great. And it might've, it might've worked, but it also might've slowed down the season as well, but I'd be okay with that. Cause I love true detective and I want more episodes. Uh, so a lot of the stuff was a faster pace, but they were consistent with their pace. So you have to not, you know, not all the, not, you can't get, everything you want that you would get in a book or you would get, you know, I don't know from an eight hour movie. I, I don't know, but it just, it, it just, some of this stuff, if, if we spent more time on a lot of these relationships more and more, I think it would take away from what it really is. It's really I, I Navarro and Danvers. No, I, I didn't have any problem with any of that. I think, I think that's, I, I don't know what, I didn't read a lot of the negative stuff or whatever. I, most stuff I read was interview with the, um, with our showrunner and mm -hmm. some of the actresses and stuff. But I think some of the pods you listen to have activated you solo. <laughs> yeah. And I'm done and I'm done and I'm done. I'm done. I want to talk with All you. Right, let's get let's to, talk about yeah, it. Let's get let's to get the, get good to the stuff. fun stuff. Let's get to it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I see. I wanted to talk more about Pete because while I was watching it, I was kind of, that was kind of going over in my mind. We, they need something to flash back from the a story, right. And to kind of reset while Danvers and Navarro are basically stuck at this station, which right. in a sense, it was a little strange. I will admit that Pete has the ability to kind of drive around and do whatever, but they're like stuck at this station. And there is a kind of, mental stuck at this station they're at too because yeah. they don't if they bring if they bring him in there's they don't get to question him the way they want to they want it to remain unofficial so that's what i thought was kind of interesting that it's like there is this in a sense i felt that they kind of chose to be trapped there and flesh it all out until they got to the end right like they want, they didn't want to leave there until they had the answers that they wanted and that they needed right. to come to finish this thing out. Uh, so that was, that was really interesting to me. But then I thought then maybe the Pete thing isn't so important, but the more I thought about it, the more it made me think about that idea since this is a whole show in a sense, like. I mean, some people might call it like a revenge thing, right? The women in the town come together to fucking kill all these dudes because they, how they viciously killed Annie. And the scene when they killed Annie was fucked up. I, I loved yeah. the way that we really didn't hear the audio of what was happening in the room. We just see the faces, right? And his, his, his terror, um, that, that, oh yeah. When the camera pulls me. away, Axel yeah. from, uh, Lund with, with, the drill star drill bit or whatever that was yep, yep. murder weapon and goes to him. It just, I thought, and again, the way this show, and we've mentioned this before, way it's been shot, the way the, the, the set pieces, everything fucking top notch, a plus. Yeah. I mean, this visual, the visuals in this show 
were, oh my God, I'm like getting chills just thinking about it. Like I really felt I was there with them, <laughs> but sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, you're right. And it reminded me of, you know what it reminded me? Actually, I'll tell you what, and I'm not so sure if this was on purpose and I just fucking realized this. God, man, sometimes that's why it's great to do a podcast. It really reminded me of uh, The Accused, the Jodie Foster. Oh, wow. mo- remember that movie? Academy Award winner. Yeah, when she's raped oh. in the middle of the bar and all the dudes. Well, that was tough for me to watch. Jesus. I watched it, you know, as a teenager. Yes. And I, I, and the, I was like, I'm, I, why did I watch this? Yeah. Well, I just was so But like, it taught you back. something as a dude Hell watching yeah. that, right? Like you, it, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. And I think that yes. it's, that's a necessary, horrific scene to teach people this is what happens. But the banality of it, too where people are just kind of walking around, right? Like they all attack her, but then they're like looking at, but then you see them kind of looking at their research and coming back and then getting more angry. Right. Right. And then, and then they walk away and then she comes back to life and then he kills her. So it's just like, it was, it kind of really mirrored that for me, that, that like the banality of evil thing where, that is happening and all these guys are a part of it. And it's like this shared insanity um, of their work being destroyed by this woman, but they know her right. And that, and then to have um, what's his name? What's his name again? Uh, I'm I'm losing uh, Raymond Clark Clark. Sorry to have Clark really go into Clark's face and he gets so, upset and it's like he loved her you know but did he and i like the way they played with that too and where navarro was like oh you did didn't you right like you really love her like she's like motherfucker you killed her you didn't try to help her in the end yeah because she was ready to kill him at that one point after he go he he asked she asked her again did you love her and and i think i think he wouldn't have and plus him to you know in true detective fashion axel he's telling the story and not giving the full we're seeing that he was the one that smothered her at the end and he's not admitting that but think about this think about the annie k killing and then the killing of the the scientists by the native women right think about the difference i mean granted it seemed more the the uh killing of the scientists seemed more planned out and organized this one was more spontaneous and just brutal but the differences of both murders just they they give you two kinds of murders really i mean and 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 it just and, and now had the native women gone in there and you know brutally murdered them would would we be seeing this a little different that's an interesting you know? point, Solo. And what 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 does that communicate? You're right because they just could have come right. in with knives and started fucking shanking the motherfuckers. And right, like I mean, we still would have probably and... been excited because we know they killed Annie K. But it sends the message of you know, and, 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 and it's a slippery slope. You're like, oh, you know, animals killing people. Yeah. Well, you know what? The scientists were the animals in this one. Yeah, that's... the women came in and they were organized. And they technically, I mean, granted, they they got them, put them in a truck and set them out. But it was like, 
you know, whether they freeze out there, if, if the, the ice queen is going to take them or they come back, you know, we'll fold their clothes. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's, be ready the, for that, that's the interesting part, right? Is that in the, there is that connection, that spiritual supernatural connection in the sense that they say in the end, we had them, she says, we had them take off their clothes because who knows, maybe they'd come back and need them. Right. Like, you know, like <laughs> they might come back. They let nature decide as if it, but there's a knowing that they're going to, of course they're going to die. Right. Like if you said, yeah, because people out there, but that's yeah. the end. That's the question in the end. And if you read um, the interviews with the showrunner, uh, Issa, she talks a lot about leaving it up to the audience. Right. And there is a you can take the supernatural way that they really believed that. Right. And that's the same thing with the tongue. What happened to the tongue? There's a she does an interview where she says that Hank in one story, you know, that Hank is the one who cuts the tongue out and he leaves it and they found it before, I guess the cops came and found Navarro found the body, you know, cause somebody had to report it obviously. Um, and then they put it there. They did know, right. They put it there to send a message or Annie, it did take her own tongue and she kept it and then, left it there as a message, you know, and, sh and that's why See, once again, Axel, when was the, how was, was it six years since the Annie K yeah, murder? Yeah. Okay. So someone had to hold on to the tongue for a long time then. Right. Well, it was because frozen and that's those weird cells, right. Could come also right. from being frozen for that. And there's that weird thing. No, I know someone had to, had to keep the tongue. Right. But in did order you notice to place it there? Did you notice that when Danvers was when they were she was sitting at one point, I think, and that Yeah, under the call, table. Yeah, she sees like the ground is still like shimmering and frozen where the tongue was. And it, Yeah, it's like there was residue there, yeah, right? It was or weird. Something. That's all right. I don't know if I want to get into this thing right now. But since we're on it, okay. I should get well, into it. We might as it. well. Yeah, I'll do it real Let's quick. Let's get into it. Because this is a totally it. different angle. Because I love the show and we have a lot of feedback and stuff to talk about. But okay, there is the ultimate question of this. Because this brings up the tongue. The tongue, the, the, the weird uh, cells could not only be that it's frozen, but it's also a signal that somehow the tongue was contaminated with whatever they found underground and was able to survive all these years, right? Like almost like it's some reanimated oh. tongue and that shit that's on the ground there. When I saw it, it said to me, I felt like I was watching a sci-fi show for a set, not even a horror, or whatever. I'm like, is that, right. is that the cells? It's like whatever they found is alive and it was like, it kind of brought me back to the people making early comparisons to the thing. But the the thing that I has been lost to me in all the reviews and all the people talking about this show is that there is a potential second season of this show that is just a science fiction show 
where they just deal with whatever they found because Clark keeps on saying it was successful. Like this whole process that they set up to purposefully pollute the ground in order for make it easier for them to extract this mineral and quicker. Yeah. And quicker that means that whatever it was, which could save millions of people and cure diseases and make you live forever or whatever, they actually found it. So the, 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 the moral of this kind of whole show and it does equate, I think a lot to colonialization and and America and destroying the environment, like hurting people, even though if you were just honest and worked together and paid everybody in the village and said, look, guess what was found in your village? This amazing thing. But the problem is we got to move you out because to get it out, we're hurting you. So we right. realize that we're going to pay the reparations. We're going to help anybody we can like before they started killing everybody. But instead of doing that, they hit it, killed all these motherfuckers, created a huge conspiracy that involved levels of all society and culture and brought the wrath of the supernatural shit kicker Annie back to murder and help everybody murder. But that's kind of the weird thing is that in the end, they did discover it. So, like, yeah. we're never going to find and out what happened to it me. all. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but, but they said, though, but that was six years ago, right? Then he said it took them two yeah, it took years. Them two years. To yeah. So they are extracting it. So for at least four years, they were successfully extracting whatever this material is that can save the world and change the world. So something else must have happened with it. There has to be more of a cool science fiction story about whatever it is that they discovered. All right. That's right. the end. I, I just had to go. No, no, that's great because I mean, we're focusing on so much who, who cut the tongue and who dropped the yeah. tongue there six years later, but maybe there's something that we just can't explain yet. Uh, or we may never, if they don't do another season, but it's interesting, uh, but it speaks a lot to what we do to the environment, to America, to our world. Our, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, at first the tongue being there, Axel, is like, wait a minute, whose tongue is that? They find out it's Annie K, and so they look back into Annie K's murder to connect the dots. But if it was the the native women who left it there, they, I guess, that, yeah, that was them saying, look into Annie K and that connect was the my dots, but then it would lead back to them. Yeah, but that would lead back to them. But when they say it's not my, that's not part of our story, meaning, yeah, we might have done that, but we ain't admitting to it because then, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe they're in touch with something. Maybe that was a way to bring, to awake her. I don't know. There's, there's just mm. different um, ideas of what, uh, of the tongue well, and who kept it. And I agree. And that's part of their, but that's, but, but I, I think also that's part of their culture as well, which is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it's it's symbolic as well right like these symbolic sure. and ceremonial gestures are part of it too but I, what <laughs> yeah. did, what did you think when you when when they when she, they said that at the end 
did you believe her? I didn't believe her. I saw a twinkle and a smile. And when she said it's another story, I thought what she really meant is it's just a story we ain't going to fucking tell you. That's for us. Yeah, I, I when Beatrice was you know laying down and she remarkable telling the, I mean she I was like whoa I mean because we got her during the season I'm like oh this is an interesting character and then when she really gets her monologue going yeah. and everything it's just phenomenal and all the women coming to support her and, and, oh, and, and making a power move flanking them if you will but in a way like we're here just in case shit goes down but listen to us and make the right decision. That was just a powerful, uh, it just, when everyone just started coming in, uh, it was like, wow. And, and the back and forth with the Navarro, like Danvers is about to get up, you know, and, and Navarro's like, chill out. Let's hear them out. Don't cause a ruckus. Yeah. And, and it was a smart move. Uh, but I got the feeling that maybe the native women know when they went down there, I'm wondering if they discovered some of the the stuff they started researching again, this fountain of youth or whatever, uh, you know, to cure disease. I think maybe they know more about it now than they're letting on that. Possibly the tongue had some residue from whatever samples, whether they kept the tongue and kept it frozen and then decided to, drop it down to call any spirit or and to point the direction and hey you need to look at her murder i do believe they had something to do with it yeah i do yeah uh, I my mean, second choice would be that something supernatural happened and the tongue appeared somehow you know but that means like a freaking tongue traveling <laughs> in magic with magical powers that's a little weird um but it is appearing there yeah, so I'm kind of in that camp of of they put it there. B's name, her name is, if I pronounce it correct, Lexis Diane Benson. And I thought that was such great casting to let her do this, like to wait to the end and then say, hey, you know who's going to give, who's going to explain this whole fucking show to you? A character you met once, like in the first episode. You know, yeah. that that's the most we saw of her, right? When they questioned them. Yeah. So yeah, and then I think uh, at the beginning with the fight because she's the one who knocked the guy out, um, and then again when they were showing the pictures, I think when yeah, they came back. Yeah. So I think um, that was just great, and the way she talked to the both of them, the power, and when the women just start, they did this so well when they just started walking, and I can't, I wish. In my old man, 50-year-old memory, it's fading. Solo, I think if we were podcasting 10 years ago, I would have remembered a couple of films in which this is done. But this has been – this going back to like – I can remember – I can't. Right. It, was, it was a black and white movie where this happens. It may have even been like an Agatha Christie one where the person is giving a confession. And as they confess, more and more people start walking in behind them. And then you realize, oh, they all did it. You know, maybe right. it was the of the famous Agatha Christie one where they all what was that? Oh, that's Ten Little Indians where yeah. they all ended up doing it. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure Issa Lopez. There's some influence there. Yes, it's uh, like from, an homage you know, to that, but it's perfect. I mean, yep. everything in film is no. Fast. It's and, it, and I mean, I look at it. And I'm just, it's it almost felt like she was, you know, Don, you know, Don Corleone. <laughs> 
you know. Oh, yeah. And her people, you know, but there was such a the power. power. Yeah, didn't you yeah, feel no. that as you were watching it? Like yeah. I started getting the chills. Yeah, like Michael Corleone up, sitting man. in the chair, sitting in the chair, calm but powerful. Yep. I mean, we've seen that in a lot of movies and shows, but yeah. executed in the perfect way, where she's just in a robe. It's freaking early on New Year's Day, and she's drinking coffee or whatever. But she has such a damn presence that yep. gave me chills. It yes. was it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I I just I thought that that was brilliant because we have six episodes, and not to bring back any negativity from before Solo, but I I don't understand people asking for more episodes. Lord only knows we have enough movies that are fucking three hours long. We have enough shows that are 10 episodes that should be six. It's good. Right. This is a good, this is yeah. perfect number of ep. This is, was perfect. Uh, I, but I think wrapping it up by they're running around going to this person, that person, the night is coming. This fucking, you know, where's Clark? Ah, oh, where's the, oh my God, we got the crazy German. The, you know, all this shit and all they would have to do is really like drive down the street and knock on B's door and be like, so what the fuck happened, B? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then she'd be like, okay, yeah, we killed those motherfuckers. That's what happened. And this is what also happened with Annie because we just we already did that true detective. That was my favorite part was when she true detectived the detectives. When we get a flashback yeah. of them taking notes in the fuck, they're in her office. They're the true detectives. Yeah. In a sense. <laughs> so they figured it all out. And I, and of course the typical, you always, that was so beautiful too. another, like just putting that, you know, things are cliche, but that when they're done well, that's how you make a movie or a TV show. Everything's stolen. The water pours down into the hole. So we discover the hidden thing, you know, and they're crawling to the hatch, the hatch. Desmond, David, oh, Desmond, David. I, how everything was connected. We talked about that too, that it would be. Oh yeah. The la the, you called yeah. the lab being yep. down there. And I was like, I don't know. And then I'm like, oh my God, that's the evidence. Yeah, it's the Holy secret shit. Lab. And it's connected to Salal and, and you know, Talal, whatever it is. Salal. It, it was just, man. I don't know. I had really very, I thought the connections that they were able to bring together, um, as a cast and crew, but of course we go go out to the showrunner. Fantastic job, um, just really amazing. It really everything worked for me. Um, do you want to run? Do you want to uh, throw some uh, get get the mind moving with some Facebook stuff here? Let's see. Yeah, uh, real quick. Yeah. Before we do that, I, I want to hit this so I don't forget because I have a tendency to like forget things I want to talk. about. So I want to I want to talk about Danvers and the Holden sequence and everything there. So, you know, when she first goes under the table, I'm like, oh, what is she going to see under there? And I thought she was going to see a ghost. But the necklace comes out of her hair. Oh, yeah. Right. Whether that's real or not. I, evidently, it's probably not real. But that seemed to be the beginning of her crossing over for that moment where that happens. She starts hearing things. She sees Navarro walking on the, you know, on the, on the ice. And then she see Holden's hands. Yeah. Then she falls through the water 
and what a beautiful shot that was the lighting and the darkness oh incredible that was and a really great sequence she, yeah and uh as she's you know not only when she's underwater but when danvers actually does rescue her and she's trying to get her warm she's having flashes like she's about to it go now again it goes back to rose when you see a vision, either they just want to see you, they want to tell you something, or take 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 you with them. Um, and with the whole Holden thing, I see you. And Holden trapped under the ice. If I think Navarro goes out there and freezes to death, if Danvers doesn't fall through the ice. And basically, it's almost like Holden, as much as you you see his vision of his hands and she goes down the ice and almost dies. It almost felt like Holden actually saved both of their lives at that point. Like the bear. dude. If, yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting how you're thinking, Oh, Holden just wants to be with her mommy and, and take her with her to the other world. So does uh, Navarro when I believe that's her mom's hand or Jules's hand. And, when she's on the ice and she goes to Afghanistan and she sticks out her hand, I'm not sure whose hand that is. Do you know? No, uh, no I don't know. Okay. I, it, it's got to be her mother or her sister's hand, I believe. I think probably, um, I, I think it seems to, for me thematically it would be her mother. Okay. So uh, in the connection definitely. with the, with, 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 with the necklace that could yeah. be, that could all be connected, but then she tells her, her Nupiak, uh, name or her native name and pulls and they pull back so it was almost like i'm not taking you mom wasn't gonna take navarro she was just telling her something like she, one so of the three things that rose said they yep. want to tell you yes. something they want to tell you yeah. something and, and so it just was remarkable that those events happen and they both survive at that moment mm -hmm. um and you know liz goes off on danvers I mean, uh, Liz Danvers goes off on Navarro and Vangeline, you know, when she's like, you know, I talked to your son, you know, your son, you know, and she goes, I'll rip your fucking mouth out and I'll fucking demolish you. I have no mercy left. And I was like, whoa, that was but for Danvers. That was letting that out finally. And it allowed her, and even when she goes down, she leaves and she goes down to sleep and she's like, ah, screw it. She's like, wants to apologize. And, 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 and then that whole sequence happens on the ice. I just thought those character moments were amazing. Yeah. And the the symbolism there and just it incorporating the, you know, the three things Rose said and just, you know, with seeing Holden, her mom, that the whole connection there was so, so important and powerful and it was well executed. And I think that needs to be, you know, rewatch that or, or, or just think about that because there's these, a lot of moments in this show where, you know, people are just overlooking because they're like, oh, this didn't have it. But there's so many great things, well, subtle things that, yeah, it does take time to, you know, look at it. It took me two times, really, to watch it and analyze. Solo, I love hearing you talk, buddy. This is great stuff that but. you're bringing up. <laughs> no, I, there's no but. Oh, okay. You're, you're seeing oh, okay. what I'm seeing and what I think a lot of other people are seeing. And mm -hmm. I will admit I did hear some complaints, mainly of people saying this was hard to understand. And I think that 
it's similar to show like maybe the OA, maybe even, I mean, it's crazy to compare it to it in the beginning, but in the beginning, everyone was shitting on it, which is the wire. A lot, now everyone calls it the best show ever. A lot of people don't remember right. that when it was on, a lot of people were like, this is incomprehensible. Why is this scene here? We never, we don't understand who this person is. You actually have to pay attention. And I think that the type of magical realism that I think Issa Lopez brings to this story and to the writing and the dualities between the supernatural and the very natural and the very real, it, it can it can seem confusing and it can seem haphazard. But I think if you give yourself over to it, as I believe we both have, then you're right. in for the journey and you feel it's about the emotion and um, it is in a sense we talked about in the first episode. There is like a Lynchian thing to it. Um, it does. It, it. I think it's. Uh, it's just re- she. I know she has already had an amazing career as a writer and a director, but I think this is going to bring her to a, a new worldwide level. And I really look forward to ma- what she makes next. And I'll be a fan of it because I think this was a total success on all those different levels and just the stuff you're describing, bro is really deep. And it also, it has, there's so many levels with the characters, with the case itself, the way it was handled. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just fucking. I think Ando even mentioned on one of our text chains, this is going to be the type of show where four or five years from now, people are going to like, be like, Oh, it was so great. All the people I complain. And it could, it it could in time, you know, You know, but hey, they did a great job. Um, um, all right, all right. Let's. Uh, I'm going to go through some of the Facebook uh, stuff. Tina okay. said, "I just listened to all five of your podcasts again." Thank you, Tina. Josh, you, Tina. hoping they bring it home. This is because I posted just before the episode. Um, and now let's see. This is. Uh, oh, let's see. Kim says. There was another theory out there that Danvers and or and or Navarro was in a coma or unconscious. And this was the significance of the she's awake. And we were in their unconscious state when all this was happening. Oh, like the whole thing was a dream. Yeah, that would have been. See, that's why I'm happy that that wasn't something like that. Right. Like, yeah, it was really it was it was really awesome. Bill says, terrific ending. Everything got wrapped up plausibly with just a bit of mystery left. Loved it. That's awesome. Oh, and this, and and actually James says, shows the picture you said of the hand. And he says, is this her mom? And then Jenny says, I believe it to be because she gave her, her mother was the one who was to give her her Oh, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then Andrea says, that's what I think, because only she knew her name. So it was her yes. mother with the hand. Good call. Good so call. There you go. Yep. Uh, good call. Alex says, very good ending. Danielle says, man, why am I ugly crying so good? Uh, it did get me. It did get me. Tina, what a great yeah. wendi- What a great ending. Oh, Harley says it was awesome. What about the people pointing towards Navarro? What do you think the significance of that was solo throughout the whole season? Now that we're at the end. Now that we're at the end. Yeah. Cause I was like, you know, look behind you, 
be careful, look look ahead. Or you're the or, murderer. You know. Like for a time or I you... thought, wait, maybe Navarro killed everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um hmm. actually that's right. We we actually got to see what happened in the Wheeler case, right? Which yeah, is that yeah, Navarro Danvers just kind of jumped awake didn't... and shot his ass. Yeah. And Dan and Danvers was admits she was about to kill him. Yeah. Too. Which was amazing because I knew that because in a prior episode when Danvers brings up to Navarro that, hey, you know, Ted knows we, we got to close this case. And she's like, I don't care. Like it had if Danvers had shot her, she wouldn't have been so nonchalant. I don't care. That's why we knew it was about her. She doesn't care about her getting caught if it comes out. And they and that was the writing. And that was a subtle thing in the office. And and it made sense. So once again, uh, a great job there. But to answer your question, the pointing, um, I, I don't know if it has. I, I thought maybe it was the pointing was in relevance. You're going to have to save someone. And when she saves Danvers in the ice, like pointing behind her, go that way uh, because your journey begins there. It could be pointing towards the light. Because we do see Navarro walking off towards a light on the sea um, at the end. Um, you know, I always thought just watch your back or look that look behind you. Um, that that's all I really. I don't know if I have anything new after this episode. I mean, mm. specifically, it could be to save Danvers, but um, <clears throat> I have a little bit of a theory. If you want to hear, oh. I want a hero, the theory. Um, I, I think it's more like, to me, when I'm th- when I thought about it, because there was at a point when they showed, um, the uh, what actually happened in the Wheeler case, and Navarro just kind of like she's staring off into the distance, and then she just kind of turns, boom, and shoots him right, like she was in a trance, like the ghost right. told her to do it, so she did it. It made me think, mm. oh shit. Navarro fucking killed all these people at the station. Like she came in there with a gun and threatened them or something, which eventually we saw something similar at that. But that's what made me then think they're pointing at her because they're saying like, look at yourself. Look what you did. That's what they're Mm. doing. Right? Like you did the same thing. Now they're doing it. Look, like you look into you, you are Open the answer, right? Like just be, and, and that's where I think the levels and the great writing in this show and the commitment to the characters and the commitment to the emotion and to their journey shows through the actual plot points where th- that can be true. Like, she had that feeling. She knows what it feels like to be the person who takes revenge like that because she did it. That's what this case is about. But it's also about her healing journey of accepting what she did. In a sense, you could say the show really is about that incident between these two women, right? As well as mm-hmm. everything else. Um, you, could, you could do a reading of it in that, in that way as well. Because, again, True Detective is really about the friendship between two people, all the seasons. Except, I guess, season two was a little muffled, but 
hey, at least Taylor Kitsch was in it. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, um, oh boy. Riggs. Yeah, Riggs. baby. Riggs. RB1, um, as you said. RB1. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I was saying. All right. Kath says, <laughs> holy moly, I should have shared more of my insights with each episode. I was pretty close. See, that's the, I think that's good writing. Um, Clark's involvement, <laughs> Hank's involvement with Ganny's death, the neatly folded clothes, the grandmother's aunties, two half missing fingers, Blair, the mine and Talal. Fantastic. Stellar performances by all. Can't wait until the podcast. Yeah, I agree. There, there are a lot of great acting, a lot of great casting in this, a lot of great faces. Andrea says, and one thing I will say, okay. I know like a couple of my friends off the record have said they were, you know, they were disappointed because you have John Hawks and Chris Eccleson and they didn't have much to do. But I'm like, I'm, I'm actually glad because I go to my law and order thing when a major guest stars on there, either the killer or a high profile lawyer. Yes. And, I, and it's almost good that. They weren't, I mean, they were involved and red herring we a thought bit. a little red herring ish because we both like, I thought, I thought actually Hank killed Wheeler and Eccleson was behind. I mean, uh, and Ted was behind everything. Um, so I fell victim to that. and I'm glad I was wrong. <laughs> well, they had less in this, in the sense, and this is what, I mean, obviously the, you know, the uh, He-Man Woman Haters Club out there gets so angry because yeah, it's like, you know, Kate ran the mine. Oh, my God, it's a woman. That can't be true. And then it's like the two women detectives and all the men are hapless. And, and but and I think that's part of the issue, too, which bugs the hell out of me. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, but I think that's know, good writing, too, in the sense that they they didn't have. In the end, this story is a tragedy because besides that sci-fi story I'm talking about where Tuttle Industries becomes this superpower which eventually morphs into um, you know, some superpower that finds the aliens an alien uh, <laughs> you know, and like uses it against <laughs> humanity, whatever they become. Who really has the power in this situation? Everybody seems to be being used. And even those people like look at what ends up happening to Hank, right? Um, it's, yeah. it's a, it is a tragedy, whatever they could get from the earth that could help us. We don't get it because humanity gets in the way. Um, Andrea says, oh my God, so good. I was skeptical they could pull it off, but they sure did it. This is a great show, and for me personally, I just love the indigenous stories wrapped into it. It made it so multidimensional. Agreed. The yep. way they did it made it really 100%. fun. Um, and hey, we've all watched stuff where it feels like a history lesson, and that's not what this felt like. This felt like we're learning, oh, these are who these people are, right? This is the world we're in. Right. Uh, Alex says, enjoyed the show. Uh, although I'm bumping on a few things, I look at the mystery crime. Final comments below. The white noise machine was blocking the spookies for Liz in episode six. Blacked out Talal Station. The spookies start to creep in for her, too, when she tries to take a nap without her white noise machine. Uh, the, mm, yep. That's interesting. The native women tracked down and killed the engineer Oliver also. Spiral left behind and his clothes left folded. Good catch. Nobody's talking. Oh, 
Oh, yes. Yep. And they, yep. And, they, and, and, you know, and those people who are complaining about <laughs> Oliver having the, why did he have the symbol and blah, blah, blah in his place? Well, now you got it. Just freaking look deep. Yeah, that's right. Good Sorry, job, Alex. <laughs> oh, that, but it also explains, and I like the way awesome. we, we go back in the end, too. We got to do the full circle thing, right? Where we see the dude who was in the, the hunter in the beginning, and then he's there in the spring at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I yep. like that. But he's there at that nomad place. And the, so now we know the reason why they don't want to tell them what's going on is because they're fucking cops. They knew the right. woman did it, right? They probably yeah. helped them. Um, I mean, in a lot of these mysteries, a lot of the town folk know tons of true crimes, but they don't, you know, they keep their mouth shut. Yeah. You know, for good reason. Um, I mean, I will also assume with confidence that the native women wrote, we all are all dead on the whiteboard since we saw they drew the spiral on Lund's forehead. Good one. Yep. Oh, what, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was the noise the cave mapping team heard 30 years ago that resulted in similar incident to Talal men unsolved? See, there's a sci fi element to this that begs a sequel. Um, the few for the many argument for the Talal station is interesting. I wish they would have discussed it more. They're causing death and cancer in one city to save the entire world from death and cancer. Hmm. But that's kind of what human beings do, um, right? When we like, let's look at the world. What about the tongue? He had a lot to say about the tongue. Let me see if I could read through it. I thought maybe the girl Blair lost her fingers because Annie bit them off when removing her tongue. Oh, nope. No, I don't think that. Um, well, he says Hank doesn't make sense, but we did find out from an inter- from the interview that it was Hank that uh, did it. Did what? Um, took her tongue out. Oh, we we do. Well, I said that Issa Lopez did, oh, did an you? interview where she says that in their reading of it, you got you know what? Go read it yourself. I'll try. It's I put it on our Facebook page. I'll try okay. to remember to put it okay. in the show notes. But I believe it okay. was an interview she did on Deadline. But my interpretation of it was that she was saying you can see it two ways. Either Hank did it mm. and they found and then the, the people in the village found it, the tongue and they took it. Right. Or it was supernatural uh, that Annie had the tongue. But either way, when they were shooting it, she mentions John Hawks, too they interpreted it as Hank cut her tongue out and he's the one who kicked her body and made it look like to kind of hide what happened. He, he fucked with her body more. Hmm. Um, let's see. Got a wild Hank. Some, Oh, he's saying a little bit like maybe there was more to Rose than than um, maybe they shot more with Rose and a theory that at one point was she supposed to be Pete's mom. I thought about that, too. She was very motherly to Pete there. And the way she said to him, your father seemed a little motherly. But I just think that's, um, Mm. you know. 
just part of the not I, I think that's we don't I need mean, to know Pete's mom. We don't need to know everybody's fucking mom and grandma and you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Just because No, it's but Rose makes makes a good point when they they put Hank's body in the drink. Um Ooh, I like she mentions about you need to do this for closure. Yep. Close the um, door. Close the door. Yep. Close the door. Finish what you started. And I'm wondering if close the door means so Hank doesn't come back and haunt him. You know, you have to do it yourself. Kind of close that door. Yeah. So you don't so you can begin kind of the healing process and not yeah. be affected by potential yeah. ghost of Hank. And that's also the man doing away with the old man ways and it's hard the father you know the son the, inheriting the sins of the father the age old there's a whole ty- whole type of uh emotional and psychological shit wrapped up with that but i don't think that's his mama um no also alex does make a good point and i'll agree with this all of the Blair Witch shit in the van and in and when they go down into the caves, eh, what was that really connected to? I guess it was in some way indigenous or re- resembled that, but it was the white guy who was doing it. It was Clark, right? So it was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he was saying seems a little bit, much that they did that it's very it's very bizarre compared to how he acted in the final episode right you know was he he's saying was he crazy enough to try to resurrect thinking he was resurrecting her but he thought she was alive he was saying that right like he was going back and forth between that too so i guess that explains it but i just thought in the end it was a little bit more of show than tell right um, let's see. You know, and Liz finds the polar bear in Navarro's place. Yeah. And the confession. Yeah. Uh, so it just shows you that when Liz threw the polar bear says, you know, out the window, I guess Navarro grabbed it and kept it. Um, or it just kept which, on coming back. And that's another movie. That's a horror movie that's coming out. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, what do we think of the end? James, uh, Grandpa James, puts a, pits a picture of when we see them on the deck of what looks like a kind of vacation house, but it could still be in Alaska. And, well, it's um, it's probably because it's 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 a year later or whatever. It's in May. It the sun, you know, when the snow goes away, she yeah. could have beautiful beachfront property. That's you true. know, we don't know, you, you or if it's a do you know, um, or if it's a new house. I. I I don't know, you know, in a year, maybe she bought a new house. I don't know. Um, Where do we think uh, Navarro is solo there? It seems in the end of this episode, there is a attempt made to turn her into this mythical cult. Yeah. uh, With the sightings of Bigfoot and all that. So I, you know, of course, I think it, it is left to interpretation. Like my wife, oh, she's alive. That's what she wanted. So that's her. Nope, Navarro's alive. They're hanging out. <laughs> that's her thing. Me, I'm a little different. Um, so when she's walking, when Navarro, we see Navarro walking 
away and there's the light in the distance. She doesn't seem like, I mean, I know maybe the, the, uh, the weather's better, but it doesn't seem like she has any covering or she's just in her jacket, hairs down and she's found peace and she's walking away with, without anything on her. And then yeah. at the house, when Danvers goes to sit outside yeah. with the coffee, <laughs> she appears in the same clothing, mm-hmm. hair out. And then there is a moment at the end where they look at each other. They do turn. You, I was watching their heads, okay. and they turn to each other. But Danvers does says, if you decide to go and escape, come back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you decide to basically go kill yourself, come back. <laughs> and it's almost like she, I feel Danvers is now open and she sees Navarro and Navarro is past. Now, Navarro does, her hair is not laid out. It's actually in a ponytail at the end. So I don't know if that means anything. Um, so I kind of feel Navarro is dead, but at the same time, I'm not a hundred percent there oh okay interesting interesting um because the hair is different and i don't know if that's just a continuity thing or whatever i i just feel like you know you know when she i don't know i i i actually just noticed that because i had the episode playing in the background and, and i noticed her hair was different it was in a ponytail versus let out now she could have changed it before she died she could have put her hair up so that might not be a big thing I feel she's dead the way she just kind of walks in from the outside. Oh, onto the wow. Deck. Okay. Yeah. It's, it is yeah. interesting the way she gets kind of like, and to me, it spoke to the idea of where the supernatural, where legends come from, which is people. We talk about these things. We create these things. Right. And I, I and that mm-hmm. is a sense of, we got that. I like to call back sitting being interviewed with the VHS cat with the camera right? Right. to call back to true detective. That's a true detective all the way. I think all four seasons had stuff like that. Right. Um, So I, that was really cool. And I like the way that, you know, the, the legend becomes the legend. It kind of eats itself or perpetuates itself to me. I've got to agree with Gina who says, I like to think she's just in hiding for her own safety. With her name meaning return of the sun after a long darkness and all the people pointing at her, she was destined to be the one to expose what was happening with the video at the end, shining the sun on what the uh, people of Ennis had been kept in the dark with. Damn, Gina. Bring it home. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I I think it was a little tongue-in-cheek almost, too. I think she just was like, fuck these motherfuckers. Like, first I was the cop, then I had to go be the state trooper. Now I figure out the mystery, and they'll probably find a way to fuck me more. You know what I'm saying? Like, knock me down a peg. So I mm-hmm. think she's just living among the people, right? Like, that, and, no, that's another great. I, I, yeah, I actually, she just visits Danvers, like, maybe. She hangs out, does her thing. I think both Kavik. could be true. <laughs> or no, I think she left comic for No, guy. I think she's still I unless think... Yeah. All right. Now let's we're doing fan fiction now, Axel. There was a, a secret note with a coordinates in the that SpongeBob. Was inside the SpongeBob. <laughs> okay. I you know, I buy that then. 
I think she went away, in my mind, this is my fanfic. She went away <laughs> for a little while. She walked into the wilderness like they show, right? She found her, she just needed to kind of, but really she was just going to hang out at this little village over there. People are like another nomad place. Then she came back and now she's like kind of reintegrating a little bit, you know, and then who knows next season, everyone will be like, Hey, you're back. And she'll be like, yeah, I just had to take a little walk. I'm back. I just feel that they're not going to do another season though, Axel, as much as I would want one. No, I don't. It, no, I'm fine with no. That's okay. They don't yeah, need to do it. We season. don't need it. Don't I love it. this was um, great. Um, and there is so there is stuff that's left. If they found a way to I'd do like, it well, you we never know, right? right? Sometimes the yeah. worst ideas turn know. out great. You know, but yeah, you never know. You you never know. It could you know? I I, I do want to mention it. So I I do like the interpretations of the end. Gina's is awesome. That makes me feel more warm inside. Um, yeah. mine. I'm just kind of. That's not how I feel. You're a dark but, motherfucker. But I kind of so like. Well. Bo- no, 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 not today I am. No, but like both of them are very legit, but I like that. But the fact that the sightings thing, when they say, oh, they, they've yeah, seen her. That's fine. It, it just, then I'm like, are people seeing dead people or are people really see? That's know, so, how Ennis is, uh, man, you know? Yeah. So I like not actually knowing yeah. for a fact. I do too. Um, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm good with that. The only thing is, do you feel the actual detective story, the way the investigations went and stuff, was missing something? And I guess if you want to go back to old true detectives, where, you know, I I guess I had a little problem with Pete always Googling things, because they talk about... They were looking for a paper trail and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, Pete just Googled something and found a paper trail. You know, <laughs> that, like that kind of bothered me. Um, um, you know, hey, if a we little did want to put on our critic hat and if yeah, I. Yeah, just I, for a little. Yeah. If I were to, if I were to there was at the expense of some of the cliches of detective work, we got more characterization and maybe a little bit more spiritual digressions. And for this show, I think it served its purpose and I think it was the right decision, but I would not disagree with someone if they said there was not much detectiving being done. That's what I was saying before about how really the cleaning ladies did the detecting, right? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. They got it done. Danvers and Navarro really dealt a lot with their own personal issues kind of visited this person here one day and then the, you know, and then she had to go well, get her daughter down, and yeah, Axel, it comes down to this. Yeah. The, the, the native women did the real detecting, but they got it from a stuff from the police office. They were just able to put certain things together better maybe. And then two, they found that freaking hatch because they cleaned there. Well, and I'm the, still and giving them Danvers the credit, and everyone though, so didn't. I still it. give them the credit. <laughs> like, no, so I, I did it. I, that's fine. But the police did do a lot of great yes. work. I think Danvers. Maybe it wasn't on screen as much. I mean, ask the right questions. Next question. I mean, all that, that stuff. That was good. You're right. You're right. There was, and they maybe put all the stuff in a so, circle. A, remember, they all. Yeah, the maybe it wasn't as complicated as you know a who done it. Like it wasn't the most complex who done it. Like. Say season one, that was really deep. 
and really trying to figure it out. And and and, and it's over many cities. How about uh, around the, the Louisiana the world? Area. That was uh, that was like overly complicated. I I like I I actually yeah. like that a lot. That the some of the red herrings came in a different way. It wasn't like oh we right. think they did it. Let's go. Oh no they didn't. Let they we think they did it. Oh no they did it. So it was just a constant motion, you know, and it was only six episodes. It was good. Um, yeah. Danielle sa- says, my heart uh, is broken for Eddie. Yeah, I know. But so is Brett's upset. Did Brett watch this? Brett went on a rant where no, he was like, he, he was upset about yeah, the Brett, sun not think, going down or something. He, I don't know what happened. Did he just not, did he just watch the fifth one and decided he's not watching the finale? I don't know. I don't know. Brett, we love Brett, you, Brett. I love you, but what's going on, Brett? Yeah. Just watch it. Yep. Maybe he's mad Kovic or Kovic <laughs> isn't the killer. <laughs> That's what he's well, you know what? He's Brett. He does his own he marches to the beat of his own drummer. That's hey, you what know I'm what? talking about. I like that. Yeah. You know what? And good for him. He'd be hate watching. If yes. you know he doesn't like he'd be hate watching and he's not he's not hate watching. He's just like I'm done, I'm out. We support I'll you, say Brett. my piece and I'm out. No matter what you we do. do. Um, Fran says, love the podcast. I wanted to know why Navarro's ear was bleeding. I love the fact that the cleaning ladies, fish workers, revenged Annie's murder. Great, strong, brave women. Yeah, we the the ear bleeding thing. Mm. Maybe you do get it. What was it that she was just getting open to the other side or something like that? Well, remember, Axel, I had talked about I felt Navarro was going to end up being okay like you know how she was traumatized about her mom and her sister and seeing things and seeing dead people and demons and whatnot i felt that she was gonna be okay with it and live with it and embrace it more especially when she finds out her mom was there just to tell her it looks like just to tell her her name in order to be able Uh, to move on with her life and, and, and to explore and to find a new meaning for her life and that moment there, it was like she finally figured out how to do things. And I think coming back to save Danvers, she, she, it's all there because she could have been lost in that vision and Danvers could have died. But she was able to get out of it herself, it seems, or from Holden or whatever, mm-hmm. or her mom pulling away. You know, maybe that was that was the be all. Everyone's pointing to her mom and go see your mom, yeah. you know. And she's going to tell you your name, and that's going to give you some sort of peace. Um, I dig it. You know, I dig that. It's possible. It's um, possible. Alex, Alex says something that then made me think of something else. But first, I will say what he said. I unfortunately, I unfortunately just came up with the thing that really bugs me about the ending. Now it seems all of the women in the town were shown as in on the Talal raid. The the cremator, the janitors, the lighthouse nurse, the hairdresser, everyone besides Leah and Kayla. If they had had Leah and Kayla standing toe-to-toe against the cops with them, it would have hit a lot better, I think. Jenny disagrees and says, hey, they would have, uh, they're too close, don't you think? What happens if they had let something accidentally slip? And also, it, it's like lying to the people. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little... They too, live with white people. <laughs> too close. Yeah. But yeah. makes me think, we were talking before about uh, Kayla. Do you think that she knew what was up? 
Now that we think about that scene mm. in the car and her kind of change of heart. Oh, maybe she's because because with, with because um, with Leah, gradually she's finding out about her heritage. Yeah, right? I think Leah's she's too been young sheltered. To, yeah, I don't. Leah's yeah. young and she's starting to learn. Kayla, that's a good possibility Grandma. that she's. Oh yeah, fucking oh that's right. The department or yeah. laundromat grandma, whatever people call her. Yeah. Like, you know, grandma has told her a bunch of stuff. So I you know what? I like that. I think Kayla knew knew more and she just wanted um Hank to oh I'm getting a call from Pakistan. Great. Oh. Um yeah. Like your neighborhood spider man? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um geez. But it didn't say scam likely, so I guess it's legit. Um yeah, I'll give you my money. Uh Anyway, so maybe she did know more. And then with Pete finally admitting, you know, you know, kind of to her in a roundabout way to protect her, but letting her know that, hey, I got, you know, maybe she did know, you know, who knows? I mean, we don't she doesn't know about Hank. I doubt she knows about Hank getting killed at that point. But you're right with the Salah, the Salah, Talah, the scientists and whatnot. Um I with her grandma. Yeah, she may know. Yeah, well, that's, that's why point. she was there, like right? That. She's like, I'm covering. Grandma's busy. I'm covering for her. I think she may have known. Interesting, but oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, Debbie yeah. says it wasn't. I mean, Grandma the, didn't have a gun. I don't think. I don't think Aerosmith wrote a song about Grandma's got a gun. Janie, but uh, was there a Janie? Um, Annie. It wasn't. Janie, a, Debbie I says it wasn't until the last two episodes that my husband came on board and was gripped by the show. Watching the show to the end was fulfilling for many reasons. Watching Danvers and Navarro come full full circle to themselves with something you can only hope for in the real world. Watching them confront their own demons and the freedom that they both experienced from doing so was incredible. You watched Danvers become who she was meant to be. You watched her experience calmness, kindness, freedom. You know, even my wife said she looked so much better in the final scene when she was being interviewed, didn't she? Like they, oh they, yeah, she oh yeah, me, so much better, like just healthier. Yeah, me and my wife were thinking about that, and it was like that was totally a decision to make her look yep. beat up and kind of let you know, and then she's more refreshed in the flashback scenes with Holden, and then later on, yeah. And plus, don't forget, these people are in darkness for sixty days or whatever. So when it's light and bright, everyone. On Springs Eternal, everyone starts yeah. to look back. Hey, so. I just shaved the other day solo. I couldn't even believe it. My oh, cheeks you look are fantastic. Like, thank you. Oh, gosh. Um, the cheeks are like the- thank you or thank you to me? <laughs> well, to everyone. Uh-huh. Um, Debbie continues. Did I get Debbie? Yes. Debbie continues. The scene of Navarro walking off could have met- meant anything, but her hair was down and was wild and free, and it felt like she was walking towards the knowing of her culture. They were forever linked. I feel like that's what that was about. Someone said early on, they wondered if maybe the ladies that cleaned the station, it was they cleaned the station and they were spot on. Who was, I got to, I, I, at some point, if it was you, because someone really did write that out. We've had so many. Uh, I think Ryan had that in his, in his um, theories. I'm pretty sure. But if I was wrong about that, we should give credit to all of us in a sense, because I think that feeling 
we talked about on the show early on, they were showing the way that people were coming together, right? The protests, the, the, these are all clues contextually to what the end was. That was awesome. Right, um, right. Yeah. I love that they didn't require outside help. They didn't require a law enforcement or a system of government that had disappointed them time and time again. Instead, they took matters into their own hands, not as out of but not as out-of-control vigilantes. Instead, they did it with one sole purpose, and that was getting justice for a woman that had fought for justice for the town. I felt like the show embodied real life. You can always get answers to things that are supernatural. You can't always get answers for bad stuff that happens. Sometimes, oh, you can't, it should say. Sometimes there's logic. Sometimes there's spiritual. It is rare when the two will meet. This show really gave me a lot to think about. Thanks for having us on the podcast and the Facebook page. I've truly appreciated coming here. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, I thought you were ending the pod. I was like, wait, what? No, but that was that last <laughs> quote there. We got a bunch of no, I, know. I, I can I'm try kidding. to find some other stuff on the uh, on the page. But yeah, I think you, that that puts it very well. I, I think they did it such a good job of blending here, blending everything together. Um, yeah, just. Yeah. Just night. And what else you got solo? Um, I like the Northern lights on January 1st. Yeah. The green lights. That's on my bucket list. I'd like to go see the Northern Lights sometime. Oh man. Um, yeah, I would love to get high amazing. and see the Northern lights. That's what I, maybe oh, you could yeah. have some Tahoe vodka. I'll have a joint. <laughs> we'll just look at the Northern lights. Yeah. No, I think, I'm just trying to think. I think, I think I've got, I just, uh, I like the product placement of the 409 cleaner with Pete um, when he's cleaning. And I'm glad they didn't spend like 10 minutes of watching him clean. We got, we got the gist of it. And yes. then was that a, was that a tooth in the wall? Was no, I think it was a bullet. Teeth? I think it was a bullet. See, I thought it was a bullet too, but it was, it was white. Oh, maybe it was a tooth. Oh, God, that's horrible. I think it might have been teeth. Oh, I think boy. it might have been some of his teeth. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. They needed to show that because it's his father, and they needed to show. Do you know what I mean? Oh. And then when yeah. he went back to the car, because when he was driving her, when he's like, I'll drive you back to Kayla's, right? I was like, he best not be taking the car with the bodies in it. But then he, he yeah, I know it was a different car. So, <laughs> so whose car was that? Was that her car? I, I don't know. And then he kept but it. Was it? Different. Or was that, or was that yeah. Danvers' car? And she left with Navarro. I think it was that then, way. And, yes. And then, yep. I mean, uh, his car, and then Danvers. Well, they car left their car the too the because bodies. they were driving around in a Talal. Uh, they were driving around in in the um, the station's car. It set it on the side yeah. when they went to the end. That to one bit, must have been personal cars then. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Andrea has a good one here. Uh, ba 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 She confirmed that the Hawaii mug that Danvers was drink. Bill Kava said something about this. The Hawaii mug at the end she, that Danvers was drinking out of that they made. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like we saw the big hug mug in season one. Remember that? Um, oh, yeah. It was. The, she took it from the station. It was in Talal Station. She was drinking from it when she was recovering from hypothermia. So it was a little. Whiskey not, or- yeah. She kept that mug from the station. 
Oh. I like that. Um, Andy has a lot to say. A lot of what we said. Um, hey, before we hit Andy, can yeah. I you mention can, my special message? Whatever you, you know what, Solo? You, oh, wait, your special message? My special message. Why don't we Just end with that? Why don't we end. get? Well, no, people to... might not listen to the end. And oh, okay, do hit it. Then, just real solo. quick, yeah, just real quick, guys. Um, as you know, um, some of you, some of you new listeners might not know. Um, I produce and starred in a film called The Star City Murders. Uh, it was an independent film that I created. We started uh, started working on it in 2019, shot it in 2021, and it's finally gonna get its first release soon. There'll be more information to come, but you'll be able to uh, rent it or buy it on cable, satellite, uh, various uh, streaming platforms on April 16th. But March 16th is the only place you can pre-order it is through iTunes and Apple TV. There'll be more info to come, links, how to do that. But it was just uh, a, a movie that I put a lot of time into and a lot of people put a lot of time into. And I actually... Axel put a lot of time into watching different cuts. And this is basically uh, the first feature I've produced, but I also start and it's a, it's about a serial killer. It's got the true con true crime vibes. So just like mine hunter, true detective, it's in that vein. Uh, so, you know, our, our, on our Facebook page, uh, also at cefilms.com, cefilms with a Z. Uh, we'll, we'll put up all the information as we get close to really promoting it in the middle of March. Uh, and so if you could just keep it in mind and then uh, check back with us and, uh, you know, watch our socials um, as well. And uh, it's 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 a big deal. So the movie's finally coming out. And uh, I just want to as much support as we can get for it. Um, you know, so we'll have, have more uh, ads about it formal ads and instructions and show notes and stuff in March. So, you know, just, uh, just wanted to let that out there a little bit that it's coming soon. Nice. Uh, and we also are going to rebrand the Kickstarter podcast, which we went behind the scenes while we shot and everything. And we're going to rebrand it and let it out to the public. I'm going to start doing cast interviews, stuff like that as we get ready towards our release. So Axel's yeah. helping me get that set up. So, just want to drop that in there real quick. Star City for life. <laughs> Thank you, Axel, for letting me. Of course. Throw that in there. All right. Um, now back to a little True Detective. And I'm very excited about Star City, by the way, folks. You will not be disappointed. And you will not be disappointed in my man Solo kicking ass oh, up on the big screen. Um, Susan says, I was fully convinced that Navarro is not alive. Well, Heath might agree with you. Jenny says, yeah, but I'm starting to lean towards Jesus. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny I says, know. I kind of feel like she's alive. When she walked off into the ice, she didn't strip or take her clothes off, which may not mean anything, but it felt like that was her making the spiritual bit her own. Now that she knows her name, she's taking it back. And that makes all the difference. Um, she made it back from her encounter and saved Danvers. She discovered what happened, and that was enough to give her peace. I agree. Um, Andrea says, I think she just walked off to another town, and Danvers and her met in the middle to catch up. Oh, I like that. 
<laughs> in the middle. Danielle, Let me halfway. Yeah, Danielle says, I do wish the show explored a little more about Danvers losing her family. I mean, they could have. They could have done that, and they could have been successful. But I'm okay that they didn't, because for us and this story, that pain and what she, her getting through it was really the important part, right? It was almost as if we she didn't need to rehash it. She needed to move on because she had been living yes. in it for all that time. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. That was what's holding her back. Was holding her and, back. Um, oh, Andrea brings up why Navarro keeps flashing back to her time in the service. That was interesting. How she gets, she's like flashes back in time. And I think it's just time. Yeah, that's been happening all season. She's been yeah. going. Yeah, she's been going back to that trauma. Yeah, I think it's just trauma. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, Danielle says, did anyone notice in the last episode, Navarro wore orange? Interesting. Um, and Andy had a bunch to say. And we'll end the podcast there because we don't need to hear from Andy. No, I just yeah, screw Andy. I was going to say, come back later. (laughs) No, um, I love that almost everything that happened was in the show was mentioned by someone as a theory on the podcast or email or face back Facebook book, not face back. Faceback, face, is that the new one? <laughs> Faceback feedbook uh, over the season. I hope everyone that joined this group in the last six weeks sticks around. As far as the show goes, I'm confident Navarro's alive. She didn't take off her clothes. That's what Jenny said. I think she realized she just needed to get the hell out of Ennis. I love the, the idea of her now being made into a myth, a ghost in that messed up town. Her presence will always be there, even if she is living in that amazing lake house now. I don't really have a problem with unanswered questions. Some things are better left to interpretation. But I do think it's a little odd we found out so little about the tongue. Ando's into the tongue. For such a major piece hey, of evidence. Don't that's true. From the first episode to have almost zero explanation is strange. I, I, I think it was maybe within the... Maybe I read the article too soon after, but I'm okay with the tongue. I do wish we had gotten more <laughs> with Rose. She was so damn interesting. Is it too much to ask to get True Detective Night Country 2 how to dispose of bodies with Rose and Pryor? That would be a good one. <laughs> Just them sitting on the ice talking. Um, good stuff, Ando. Rose was interesting. But that's okay. I I like it's good to get a little bit more. And in in a world in which our favorite thing, Star Wars, has been reduced to what happened in between people taking shits. We're going to do a movie on it. You know, the Marvel stuff, all this, everything is like we got to find out every little, every moment that someone lived, we're going to document. I, I, I am very happy with all the ambiguous shit at the end of this one. I, I didn't need to know. I, I got, we got more than I thought we would, honestly. That's where, where I come from. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we want more from certain characters yeah. not only means we like these characters, means they worked. Yep. And that's a good thing. Even though, yeah, we would love to see more of Rose, more of this and that, but you, you can't. Nope. You can't do it unless you're doing five seasons of this one story. Yep. And that's a good thing. And, and um, believe me, I was a big Spencer for Hire fan, and Hawk was my favorite character. 
And then they did a spinoff series of Hawk. He was a supporting character, and then and then it was just too much. It wasn't. He's bringing up. Hawk. It wasn't good. Yeah, but Hawk, a man called Hawk, baby. But Hawk later the night belongs to the, the captain Hawk. on Deep Space Nine. Don't you remember that yeah, he motherfucker? Did. He did. He did, uh, and he's a professor. I think at Rutgers or yeah. something. Oh, that's right. Princeton. He went to Rutgers. Was no, he went to Rutgers. Rutgers. You're right. I was right. Rutgers. Yeah. Him and Gandolfini hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a Rutgers grad, of course, as well. Um. Yep. What a season. What a journey. Solo. Love talking to you. This was, of course, my favorite part. Even better than watching the show is come and chat with you, buddy, and getting all the amazing feedback, little community that we form. I hope people stick with us, and we'll go on to the next thing and talk about it. We're not sure what it is, so just... Stay tuned, subscribe to Daily DVR, and when something is good, we don't we didn't want to just jump on something because, hey, we got a bunch of listeners, let's just cover something. No, we, when something good comes along, we'll be propelled, and we cover tons of shit, and we'll definitely be back for May of Kingstown Season 3 for... Um, the, whoa, oh, of course, we're coming back. Bubble guppies. Bubble, bubble guppies, bluey. <laughs> we're coming back for the dragon. Uh, Gina and I, Game of Thrones, of course. We are experts in the realm of uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Railroad is our buddy. He's from Bayonne. But uh, this has been awesome. Any final words, Solo? No, just it's been a great season. Thank you, Axel, for going along the ride with me. All the listeners and friends and folks. Uh, that have joined us and uh, it's it, it's been great uh, and uh, and I hope you guys you know lo- looks like a lot of our community enjoyed enjoyed the series enjoyed the finale which is good and uh, yeah no it was great and just remember Axel in the words of Raymond Clark and Russ Cole time is a flat circle <laughs>